I was letting Riley give me a solo. I like that. <laughs> well, hey, man, I am glad that you're here. I'm telling you, this uh, morning we're going to have some great stuff going on. I'm excited to hear uh, from David Pate. And so real quick, I'm going to invite him to come on up to the stage. Will you all give him a round of applause as he comes? Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be great this morning. Theme music. I like theme music right there. Um, I, I, it, although I think it might it might should be like Aloe Blacks. I'm the man. I'm the man. I don't know. I just thought maybe that would be kind of. I don't know. Uh, man, I'm excited to be with you guys here. I don't know if anybody is awake uh, today. Uh, I don't know that Cole is, um, but uh, glad that you are. I'm excited. We're going to jump into this thing. We're going to just build uh, on this session, the next one, and then the last one that we do. And so, man, I really want you to engage, like Stephen said last night. We're going to start this morning by talking about the truth. Uh, was anybody here two months ago when I spoke to the church? Was anybody here? We had a few people that were here. Okay, so we're going to go back to that, and then we're going to build on that and what we talked about there. We have a PowerPoint um, up here. I want to start with John chapter 8, verse 32. It says, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Uh, Let me ask you this. Is there truth? Is there truth? Because I got to be honest, when when I see social media, when I look at things that are being thrown out there, you know what it seems like? It seems like there's just a lot of opinions out there. And it's really just whoever's opinion is the loudest or whoever's opinion is told the most because, you know, there's, there's some things that are taught in this college and then there's some things opposite taught in this college. And then there's some things taught in this high school and then something different taught in this high school. So my question is, is anybody right? Is there truth? Is truth good for us or is truth confining? Is it restricting? I mean, do you, do you guys ask these questions to yourself? Do you wonder? Do, do you ever see two different opinions and wonder who's right? You know, do you maybe lean one way or the other? And, and does it just matter who argues the best? Or is there something that's true that is out there for all of us? Does truth set us free or does it restrict us? Is it confining? Because I think sometimes truth feels confining. And I really want to think about this today. And, and, and so I really want us to kind of go deep today. Can we go deep even though we've stayed up all night? I don't know if we, so, so some of you, it may get a little scary out there. You may have to put on your floaties like Cole at the beach, you know. So, it, you know, this is Cole at the beach, actual photo of him at the beach. And if you've got to do this, you know, that, that's okay because it can get scary out there in the deep end. But I want us to think, how, how do we discover the truth? And let me ask you this, is it hard to have a conversation with people sometimes? Is it difficult? Like you say one thing and they're like, no, it's not, you know, and then they have, and so here you have these battling ideas, but, but it, does it seem like people really want to know what's true or just have opinions? It just, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. It doesn't seem like if you and I have a conversation that we're trying to figure out, are you right or am I right? That, that's not what we're trying to figure out today. It's can we argue opinions? So you're sitting in class and you hear this and, and, and write this down. If you're taking notes, if you got your phones out, and I want to encourage you to have your phones out to take a few notes. Uh, but, but write this down is question everything. I think we should question everything. I think you should, should question what is being said today. Because if you search for truth, you will find the truth. But I, I think you should question 
everything. And I want to start out with a video. If you were here two months ago, we played this video. I actually cut it down. We're going to see a shorter version of it. But, but I want to show you this video. This is a video where they went and interviewed people on a college campus in Washington State. And at Washington University, they, they videoed and they asked people different questions. And, and to see what their opinion and answer was on these questions, you guys check this out. That I was a woman, what would your response be? Good for you. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. I'll be like, what? <laughs> really? I don't have a problem with it. I'd ask you how you came to that conclusion. If I told you that I was Chinese, what would your response be? I mean, I might be a little surprised, but I'd say, good for you. Like, yeah, be who you are. <laughs> I would maybe think you had some Chinese ancestor. I would ask you how you similarly came to that conclusion and why you came to that conclusion. Um, I would have a lot of questions just because on the outside I would assume that you're a white man. If I told you that I was seven years old, what would your response be? Um, I wouldn't believe that immediately. Uh, <laughs> I probably wouldn't believe it, but I mean, I, it wouldn't really bother me that much to go out of my way and tell you no, you're wrong. I'd just be like, oh, okay, he wants to say he's seven years old. If you feel seven at heart, then, <laughs> then so be it. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> so if I wanted to enroll in a first grade class, do you think I should be allowed to? Uh, probably not, I guess. I mean, unless you haven't completed first grade up to this point and for some reason need to do that now. If that's where you feel, like, mentally you should be, then I feel like there are communities that would accept you for that. I would say so long as you're not hindering society and you're not causing harm to other people, I feel like that sh should be an okay thing. If I told you I'm six feet, five inches, what would you say? That I would question. Why? <laughs> because you're not. <laughs> no, I don't think you're six feet five. If you truly believed you're six five, I don't think it's harmful. I think it's fine if you believe that. It doesn't matter to me if you think you're taller than you are. <laughs> So you'd be willing to tell me I'm wrong? I wouldn't tell you you're wrong. No, but I say that um, I don't think that you are. I feel like that's not my place as like another human to say someone is wrong or to draw lines or boundaries. No, I mean, I wouldn't just go like, oh, you're wrong. Like, that's wrong to believe in it. Because, I mean, again, it doesn't really bother me what you want to think about your height or anything. So I can be a Chinese woman. You... <laughs> um... Sure. But I can't be a six foot five Chinese woman. Yes. If you thoroughly debated me or explained why you felt that you were six foot five, uh, I feel like I would be very open to saying that you were six foot five or Chinese or a woman. It shouldn't be hard to tell a five nine white guy that he's not a six foot five Chinese woman. But clearly it is. Why? What does that say about our culture? And what does that say about our ability to answer the questions that actually are difficult? Okay, so here is where we're at. And I like what he said. It shouldn't be hard to tell a 5'9 white guy that he is not a 6'5 Chinese woman. Are these questions difficult that he asked? But are they getting more difficult to answer to, to people? I mean, they're getting more and more difficult. Why? Because we're saying that it's, there is no truth. It's all relative. It's just whatever you think, you know. And, 
And, and so they asked this question, you know, are, if I told you I was a woman, what would you Good for you. Okay, good for you. You know, it's Chinese. Good for you. What if I told you I was seven years old? You know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. What if I told you I was six foot five? Did you see that they had trouble with the height question? Right? Not gender, not ethnicity, nothing. No, no, no. Height. That's where that's important to us here in America. How tall that you are, I guess because sports is so important. Uh, but but she was like, because you're not. Did you hear that? She said, because you're not. Why isn't he six foot five? Because there is what? There's a standard of measurement that you can go on the wall and say, okay, here's the truth. You're not six foot five. There's a standard of measurement. But then they asked, can I enroll in a first grade class? And did you see that that was difficult? They had trouble with that question. And then they said, what did they say? As long as you're not hindering society, right? As long as you're not causing harm. How many of you like that as a standard? Do you think that, you know, as long as we're not causing harm? You think that that should, do you think harm should be the standard? Yeah. <laughs> No, so so you you won't walk you won't walk down that one with me, um, because who decides harm? Who decides what is harm? What if what I think is harm is different than what you think is harm? Does that kind of change things? So if harm is our standard, harm still can be relative. See, there still has to be a standard. See, who decides harm? What if one person thinks it is? Or see, what it comes down to is what is the truth and who decides truth? In this video, they said. If that's the way you feel, people will accept you. So what are they saying the standard is? Feelings. Is that going to be good if feelings are our standard? Or she said, it's not my place to draw lines. Whose place is it to draw lines? Have you thought about these things? See, without truth, here's what we've done, guys. We've removed the boundaries of society to anything goes. Is that going to be good? Is it going to be good to have a society? What about in your school? What if the rule in your school was anything goes, whatever you want, whatever you feel? I mean, is that, what would you say, it already is, you know? What, 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 how is that going to work? Say, so domestic violence, right? Abuse, molestation, murder. How can we say these things are wrong? In fact, do you know in some countries it's okay to have domestic violence? In certain religions, it is okay for a man to abuse a woman. Is that okay? Because over there, it's acceptable here, you know. Over there, it's acceptable. See, I love the question he asked, is it possible to be wrong? And the bottom line is, we don't want to say that anybody is wrong, do we? But can we function without rights and wrongs? See, there's got to be a higher standard. That has, there has to be a truth. Why? Because truth does not see group. Truth doesn't care about group. Truth doesn't care about color. Truth doesn't care about feelings. Truth doesn't care about religion. Truth is true whether you believe it or not. All right, take a sporting event. When you don't have boundaries at a sporting event, what happens? People get mad just like Zach does, right? People get, oh, yeah, I found that, Zach. Oh, yeah. If it goes on the Internet, it's out there. You can never take that picture back. It is out there. Just like Zach, get look at these mean mugging the ref right there. I didn't know you coached football, Zach. Mean mugging the ref. But see, whenever, whenever a rule is broken and then it's not, it's not enforced, people are mad, right? That was out of bounds. That was traveling. He dropped a ball. That was a strike. That was a ball. Y- y'all's parents never yelled, right? N- none of y'all's parents yelled from the sidelines at the referee. N- none of y'all's did. That's not, that's not a Texarkana thing. That's more of a you know, Little Rock thing. So I-, I-, I get that. But see, everything is awesome until someone crosses the line. 
But what happens when a line is crossed and it's not enforced? Frustration, anger, people are mad. See, that's where we're at. See, without truth, we don't have lines. No one's wrong. Everything's simply a disagreement. All we can do is argue our side. Come on, put, turn on social media. You, you, you post something, and then you have all these arguments, right? How many people respond, right? And you see all of these different arguments, this side, that side. But, but is anyone trying to figure out what is truth? See, without truth, we can't see that we're headed in the wrong direction. How many of you drove here? Who's got a car out in the parking lot? Got some cars here? Okay. Anybody ever get low on gas? Hope, I mean, I'm thinking you got a gas car. What, what happens when you get low on gas? You go, you go put more gas into, in it, right? It's not, not a hard question. Uh, um, it's not like can you enroll in, in this first grade if you're 30, okay? All right. Can you put whatever you want into your gas tank? I love the different personalities. No, yes, you can. You have the outside the box and the, in, the rule followers. No, you cannot. That is wrong. You know, the truth is you can put whatever you want in your gas tank, right? You can put bleach. You can go to Starbucks. It's really expensive. You can go to Starbucks. You can put a, a white mocha, you know, a latte in there with one extra pump. That's my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, you put whatever you want in there. You put cream on top. You can do whatever you want. But is it going to work in your gas tank? No, it's not going to work. So, yes, you can put whatever you want, but no, you really can't because it's not going to work. Now, I drove an unleaded truck here, and, and here's what we're doing in society. Think about this. Here's what we're doing in society. Who are you to say that I can't put something else in my truck? Who are you to say? My truck is unleaded, but what if I want my truck to be a diesel, okay? What about truck to, who are you to say? Who are you, all you judgmental people in here, Christians? I can decide for myself. I feel like I'm a diesel today. Diesel makes me happy. I no longer love unleaded. I now love diesel. And who are you to tell me what I can or can't love in my gas tank? Does this sound like us today? Does this sound like us today? See, I don't feel like I'm an unleaded truck anymore. I'm a diesel today. I can go into whatever gas station that I want because all gas matters. You're a narrow-minded, right-wing, fundamentalist, conservative, religious bigot, intolerant, extremist, diesel denier. That's what you are. Does that not sound like an argument that we have today? But I didn't argue. Really, all I did was talk trash to you. All I did was ridicule you. And that's what we do today. We don't really have a conversation. We're really not interested in truth. We're just interested in opinion. See, why can't you put gas in, uh, uh, why can't you put diesel in an unleaded car? There's only one reason. It's not the way it was created. Period. Mr. Chevrolet or Mr. Dodge or, you know, Mr. whatever car you have, Tundra, you know, he said you can only put this kind in this because that's the way I created it. That, and that, that is all that it comes. So what it comes down to, guys, is were we created or did we just evolve? Was our car created? Or did you walk outside your house and go, Mom, Dad, look what evolved in the yard. A car. Right? Is that what happened? I mean, yeah, we all wish that. My car didn't evolve very far. It's 20 years old, you know. And it doesn't work real well. You know, some of your cars didn't evolve as well as others, you know. Uh, but, but see, it comes down to were you created or did you just evolve? See, if you were created, then it matters what happens with you, right? But if you evolved, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do because you just evolved. You have no purpose. Think about this. Look around this room. Look, look, look around this room. What in this room 
Think of something. What in this room was not created? What was this chair? Did it just happen? This little clicker thingy, did it just happen? The stage, you know? What in here wasn't created? The walls, the ceiling. You can't name an object in here that wasn't created. Your clothes, they were designed. They were created, right? Let me ask you this. What's the most complex thing in this room? What's the most complicated, complex thing? Us. Okay, so here's what we're saying today. Your clothes are created, but you were not. Are you following? Are you tracking me? Are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? This stage was created, but you, who is very complex, was not. Are you following science class? Because <laughs> that's science class right there. They are saying evolution equals science. And Cole, if he is awakened a little bit, is going to help dive into that subject a little bit. He may get a little creative today because of his sleep deprivation. But see, if you were created, guys, it matters what you do, right? If you were created, it matters what you do. Can you stick whatever you want to your gas tank? Yes, but it will hurt it. Proverbs 14, 12, what does it say? There's a way that seems right, but in the end leads to death. Write this down. If you're taking notes, I want to give you a tweetable and Instagrammable, okay, or whatever. Put it on your story and tag me. Yes. Okay, so write this down. You are free to do whatever you want. Isn't that exciting? You are free. Cole, I'm glad you invited this guy. You are free to do whatever you want. You are. Part two of the quote. But you're not free to escape the consequences. Dang. You're free to do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can go put a diesel in your unleaded. You are free to do that. I mean, you got to pay for the gas. But you are not free to escape the consequences. In fact, in college, I had this awesome friend. I went on vacation. And I went on vacation with my girlfriend, went with her parents. And I left my truck back at college. And my buddy said, hey, Dave, can I borrow your truck? And I was like, sure, borrow my truck. Don't break my truck, dude. Don't break my truck. Look at me. Look at me. Don't break my truck. Dude, I'm not going to break your truck. It wasn't Steven, though, by the way. It wasn't Steven. He would have definitely broke my truck. Uh, um. But, but he, he borrowed my truck, and he called me. I was halfway on my vacation. He called me and said, hey, David, your truck is messed up. I was like, dude, what'd you do to my truck, man? I asked you not to break my truck. He said, I didn't do nothing. So I got home. I took my truck to the shop. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've had the experience of taking your car to get it fixed. They always condescend you. They look down on you. They're like, what did you do? You know, they're like these high and mighty holy car people, Right? And it's like, they, they are, they're mad at you. I was like, I didn't do anything, it's just broke. I had this friend, it's not my stuff, you know. And, and so, anyway, he calls me later that day and he's like, David, you put diesel in an unleaded car. And I was like, no, no, stop, first stop. No, 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 let me explain. I did not. My friend borrowed it, you know, he wasn't buying it. And he said, you didn't just put any diesel in there, you put farm diesel in your truck. Well, here's the deal. Farm diesel has a different color because you get tax exemption for farm diesel. What my buddy had done was he went on a farm and stole farm gas. He thought it was the unleaded tank, but he went to the tank next to it, and he went to the diesel tank. And I called him out on it. I never could get him to admit to it, but he did. <laughs> he did because we lived right next to a, a farm. I know, I know he did. <laughs> and, and, but he did that. And so, But it did not work. He was free to steal gas, I guess. <laughs> but he wasn't free to escape 
the consequences. Before we say we can have sex with whoever we want, before we say we can choose our gender, before we say it doesn't matter what I do, I can do whatever I want to do, we've got to answer some questions, okay? We've got to ask, number one, does it even matter what we do? Number two, are there boundaries? Before we say there aren't boundaries, we need to really do our homework. See, we just say things today, and we don't think them through. We don't do any homework. We don't do any research. We don't discover the truth. Let me ask you this. Who decides the boundaries? Does God decide? Or if there is no God, does man decide? See, who decides these boundaries, and can they be voted on? So if someone votes right and wrong, could someone else unvote right and wrong? See, we've got to figure out some questions here. All right, I want to kind of, here's where Cole's going to have to put his floaties on here. There's really only three options for right and wrong. This is it, right here. That's all you need to know. Whatever Stephen said last night, you don't need to know none of that. This is what you need to know right here, these three things. Number one, three options for right and wrong. Number one, there isn't any. No right and wrong. Party, right? Is that fun? You get to do whatever you want. Is that fun or is it not fun when the other person gets to do whatever they want? And then maybe they steal your car, you know, or they steal your iPhone 8 or 20 or whatever we're on now. See, that's not fun, right? See, there is no right and wrong. Or number two, we get to vote on it. People get to get together in groups, powerful groups, vote on it, decide, Congress, America, or other countries get to decide this is right. A judge could come in and say, this is right, this is wrong. But let me ask you this, why should you obey that? Because what if another guy comes in and votes something completely opposite? So now this is right and wrong? What, what obligation, what makes you go, I ought to follow that, other than punishment? If the other... See, how does that make it right and wrong? If standards can change, how does it make it right and wrong? There's only a third option for right and wrong is people discover truth. People discover right and wrong. See, number two is people create right and wrong. Number, n- number three is people discover. See, God actually created the world for us to discover what is right and wrong. Now, he gave us his word. He helped us out. But he also showed us nature. He also showed us that, that we can discover right and wrong. See, we don't create it. We discover the way God created things to work, and obviously, we have his word. All right, let me ask you this. Are there rights and wrongs? Okay, you say yes, because I think some things are obviously right, and some things are obviously wrong. Think about all the movements. What's the biggest movement that is out there? Hashtag right now. What's the biggest movement out there right now? Me too. That's it. Three of you knew it. Me Too is the biggest movement. Why, where did the Me Too movement come from? People were saying, that's not right, right? Sexual harassment of women, workplace, Hollywood, whatever. Um, uh, another one, Black Lives Matter. Big movement out there. They're saying violence, this. What about No More? How many have heard of No More, right? Uh, that was against domestic violence specifically. What about Fight the New Drug? Anybody heard of Fight the New Drugs? What, what, what's Fight the New Drug? That. Oh, you need to know about fighting the drug. Uh, it, that is against pornography and the, and the abuse of women. A lot of these, I don't know if you, there's like a theme, abuse of women in there, because obviously we have a lot of that going on. And then end it. What is end it? What's that movement? Human trafficking, right? Sexual slavery. That's it. Now, people can disagree on the different movements. I agree with this movement or I don't agree with that. I'm not talking about that. My point is, why have these movements come to light? Because people are like, that's wrong. 
that's wrong. So there's things that we think are wrong. There are things that we think are right. And so we have this in us that there is a standard, that there is a right and wrong. The only problem is we're being taught in an early age in schools and in some colleges that there is no truth, there is no God, there is no right and wrong. The Bible's stupid and you just evolved in here. So my question is, what happens when two people disagree? When two people disagree, what happens? Who's right? When two people disagree, who wins? If there is no truth, only the bully wins. Only the strongest wins. If you're weaker in the fight, in the argument, in fact, in the case of rape, that's what it is. Two people disagreeing, the strongest wins. That's where it's at. So there has to be something that helps all of us be on an equal playing field. See, there has to be something above that. that see, racism is wrong. And the standard says, I don't care how strong one group is or another, it's wrong. Does that make sense? And so the standard is what we can go to, not who has the bigger group and can win against the smaller group. There's got to be a standard that sets us all free. The question is, which, one, which things are wrong? Houston, Texas, that's where I grew up. I got a buddy of mine uh, that, that is about my age. We're not near as old as Steve. Uh, Steve's in his 40s. Oh, my gosh. No, we're in our, our mid to early 30s. And, uh, and so buddy of mine was a teacher in Houston, Texas, and he was at a teacher's conference, and they were talking to these teachers, high school teachers, junior high and high school. They said, listen, if a student comes to you and asks a moral question, like ask, is this right or wrong, you are not allowed to give them a moral answer. Really? Teacher, help me out. <laughs> help me out. So, so that one, my, my buddy raised his hand. He said, so you're saying if a student says, hey, I forgot my lunch today. I was going to go to the gas station and, and steal some food and bring it back so I could eat today. You're saying what I need to tell him is you do what's right for you. Really? That this is where we are at. We're saying there's no rights or wrong. How many heard of the Orlando uh, nightclub shooting? A couple years back, it's called the Orlando Massacre right? Because 49 people were killed, 53 people were injured. And I don't know if you remember, but ISIS, which is the Islamic group, ISIS took, um, they said, we did that. And uh, all these people were killed. Now, why was the Orlando massacre a sad thing? Was it a sad thing because it was a gay nightclub? Or was it a sad thing simply because innocent people were killed? See, it doesn't matter what group was attacked. If innocent people are killed, it's sad. It's not more sad for one group than another. Does that make sense? We're all equal. See, equality is about everyone being equal and have equal value. It was sad because innocent people were murdered. Now, let me ask you this. What did we have there? Did we have right and wrong there? Or did we have a difference of opinions? Because without truth, we did not have right and wrong at the Orlando Massacre. Without truth, all we had was ISIS was, had one opinion, the people at the nightclub had another, and all we had was a disagreement. Do you understand, guys? If, 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 all, if there is no right and wrong, all we have is a disagreement, and, and, and that's where we're at. So what happens when there's a disagreement? The strongest survives. I was watching uh, news the other day, and they were like, the president needs to decide what transgender is. The president. So the president needs to come up with right and wrong, or does the president... Or, or does Congress or whatever, Cong- do, do, do they need to discover what is true and help enforce what is true? 
Because did Hitler not decide what was true in Nazi Germany? In fact, we're going to talk about this in a couple sessions. In, in Nazi Germany, Hitler said, the Jews are not people. And he said that there were other people. He said, y'all are not people, so y'all can be killed. See, he made that a law. So man decided and people were killed. In Japan, same time, in Japan, a million people in the Philippines were murdered. A million people. North Korea, Kim Jong-un starving. So many of the people in North Korea starving to death. Why? Because man decides what is right and wrong instead of truth. In America, we had slavery here until people stood up and said, whoa, 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 with the Emancipation Proclamation. And people said, no, that's not right. You cannot do that. That is wrong. And we freed the slaves. Islam right now is deciding that women are less than men. Is that okay? Is that good? Is that a good thing, ladies? No, that's a horrible thing. But man is deciding. It, I had a friend of mine who took his family over to Saudi Arabia, and he was working for a company over there. And his wife had to actually put the garb on and walk behind him in the streets. Can you believe that? She had to walk behind him. She could not walk beside her husband. She had to put the garb on. I mean, I was just, you know, he's a close friend of mine. I got to talk to him. But, but you had to do that or you would be beat. And it was, it was unbelievable. So who decides what is true? A lot of fake news that is out there. In fact, on social media, we believe if we say it, it's true. I mean, there's so many things out there. Write this down. Question everything. Question everything. I want to make sure we are questioning everything. But today we're believing our own reality. I'm going to bring this thing to a close and we're about to come up and do our questions. Let me ask you this question. What happens when fantasy meets reality? What happens when fantasy meets reality? Because I want to give you a couple examples of that. First right here, this is a Georgia mom. She was an ACLU leader. And uh, she was a real, real influential lady. And she actually, the ACLU, um, her daughters went into a bathroom. Her daughters were 9 and 11 at the time. And they went to a bathroom, and three men over six foot tall walked into the bathroom with deep voices. And it scared, I mean, three men over six foot tall walk into the bathroom, and a 9-year-old and 11-year-old girl in the women's bathroom, that's kind of scary. They were really scared. This mom was shook after that, and she was like, whoa, can we question this? She was simply asking questions. I've seen the interview. She was simply asking questions, and they forced her out. They forced her out for asking questions. She said, as a mom, this is stupid. And she was questioning it. In fact, I was talking about this issue, and I was at our High Point Leadership Camp, and I talked about this issue, and a girl came to me. She was a junior in high school from Houston, Texas. Kind of weird. And she came to me, and she said, David, I could care less about where girls and boys went to the bathroom until I was in high school, and I was in the bathroom. I came out of the stall. I went to wash my hands, and this guy walks into the bathroom, and it's just me and him. He's six foot four. He says, hey, baby. And she's like, what are you doing in the bathroom? And he said, I'm a girl today. And she said, you just hit on me. And he said, I'm a lesbian girl today. You see how quick. See, when there is no right and wrong, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want to get whatever you want. It scared her because she said, if he chose to harm me, I could do nothing about it. She said, I praise God. By the grace of God, I got out of there without anything happening. And she said, but it changed my view on this issue. Why? 
because reality met my worldview in my head. Reality met my worldview. Same thing with the Me Too movement. We'll, we'll, we'll spend a little more time on that a little bit later. So without right and wrong, guys, nothing will work. Authority won't work. Money won't work. People can't get along. Love is perverted. Schools won't work. But here's the thing. You know we want both. As we bring this to the end, we want both. We want to be able to do whatever we want, but we don't want the consequences, do we? See, we want to be able to watch all the pornography that we can, but we hate human trafficking and domestic violence and the abuse that the porn culture has created. See, I'm not pretending there hasn't always been right and wrong, but whenever you remove truth, what you do is you devalue what God values. When you remove truth, you devalue gender. When you remove truth, you devalue relationships. You you devalue parents. You devalue women. You devalue the family. See, whenever you remove truth, you devalue what God values. How do you become a moral person? A moral person is someone that says, I may feel this way, but there is a standard above how I feel, and I'm going to live by that standard. Now, if you're a Christ follower, you know the only way to do that is Galatians 2.20. No longer I live, but Christ that lives within me. It's only by accepting Jesus Christ that you can become a moral person because you have the power now to overcome how you feel. But a moral person is elevating yourself above how you feel. But today, what are we saying? If I feel it, that's who I am. If I feel it, that's how I am. You know, sometimes you can feel the wrong thing and the next day you can feel the right thing. But you gotta go by a standard, not how you feel. Our feelings go up and down all the time. See, we gotta ask ourselves some questions. Does it matter? Are there boundaries? Who decides? And I wanna end with this verse right here, Acts 17, because this is what I want all of you to do. Acts 17, 16 to 34, it says, Paul was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. Are any of you guys deeply troubled by some of the things you see in culture today? Well, we gotta do what Paul says. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles, and he spoke daily in the public square and all who happened to be there. He also had a debate with some of the Epicurean Stoic philosophers. Come and tell us about this new teaching, they said. You're saying some rather strange things, is what they said to Paul. And we want to know what it's all about. The Athenians seem to spend all their time discussing the latest ideas. So Paul said, men of Athens, I notice you're very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars has this scripture on it. To an unknown God, this God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. He is the God who made the world. What did Paul do? He started to just try and teach them. He started to reason with them. All right, now look at verse 32. When they heard Paul speak about the resurrection of the dead, some laughed. But others said, we want to hear more about this later. Uh, That ended Paul's discussion with them, but some joined him and became believers. See, if we don't engage the culture, if we don't challenge the culture, we're not gonna be able to win them for Christ. See, we gotta understand the culture. We gotta understand our culture isn't for truth. But you know what? It's not hard to teach people that you want truth because without truth, it's survival of the fittest. People can be abused. People can do whatever you want. See, you can't have both. You can't do whatever you want and escape harm. Remember what they said in the video. I think we, we should do everything except for harm people. The only problem is when you do what is wrong, harm will come. And so we have to challenge people. Now, what does it say? Some laughed. Some may laugh when you stand up for the truth. 
Some may, may laugh at you. Some people may persecute you. But you know what's going to happen to some people? They're going to get saved. They're going to come to know Jesus. But see, we have to know the culture if we're going to engage the culture. Right here, John 8, 32, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Does truth bring freedom or does truth confine you? And the truth is, truth brings freedom and actually keeps us all equal and it saves every one of us. Did y'all get something out of this first session? All right, that was the groundwork, laying the groundwork right there. All right, take a five-minute break. Take a five-minute break. And we're going to try and bathroom break, get a drink, do all that kind of stuff. And then Mr. Cole is going to, and all of us are going to come up here. Zach, I think all of us, and uh, do a quick uh, question and answer.